Aloha, welcome to the Hale Ona Kaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, explains the parable from Jesus Christ about the sower and the seed in Luke 8. The seed that is spoken of in this parable is relating to the word from God that we hear. How we listen to and use the word will determine if it bears fruit in our lives. We draw the Holy Spirit. Lord, speak to us. We need you. We need the infusion of your word, of your nature, in everything. In who we are, in everything that we do. Okay? I want to start with a couple verses just as an introduction, okay? I think that it is always important to, you know, one of the principles of interpretation of the scriptures, you have to always read the scriptures in the context, right? You, even when you start with a verse, it is important for you to understand what is the importance of that verse in the chapter and of that chapter in the book and of that whole book in the whole Bible. So you have to understand, that's why it is important to have some basic knowledge of geography and the weather in Israel and all of that because when you, you read the, the fine prints of the Bible, you are going to understand a lot more than you, if you just read with a, an American mindset, you know, with 2,000 years of already interpretations, over-interpretations, and over-interpretations, right? So I want to read this just to always keep painting this picture. Luke 4, 16, 14. And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through all the surrounding district. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. It is important to always remember that Christianity did not start as a new religion. Jesus and the apostles, for decades, maybe hundreds of years, they were still part of the Jewish tradition. You continue reading Acts, you know, that Paul and Peter, they would go to the synagogues to teach. So it was later on that the division really got established. But division, we should know, is not from God. So we are looking for the oneness, the spirit of oneness to be restored in God's people. And we see what has happened in the past to be solved by a love and acceptance and understanding of what actually was happening when Jesus started this, right? So I wanted, I wanted to read this just to 
point to you, hey, look, he was going back to Galilee and he was, went to the synagogue to teach. John 3, 1 to 3 says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, A Pharisee was referring to Jesus Christ as a rabbi. What is a rabbi? A teacher. Why did Jesus have disciples? Because he was teaching them. He was a rabbi to them. Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher. <laughs> For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Got it? So I just want us to always, I don't, I, think, I don't think that we still get it, how God was starting to do something. And then, we came in, the Gentiles came in, and a lot of the, the, the roots that were basic to the church in the beginning were lost. Right? And we need to know that. And we need to understand. And we need to pray to the Lord. How are we going to continue in the process of the restoration of the church going back to the roots that have been lost? Okay. So now you understand that Jesus was teaching in the synagogues and that he was a rabbi. So as was common in those days, rabbis would travel go from one village to another. And some of them would gather followers, students. There's a story about this rabbi Akiva that, yeah, we'll tell you some other day. It's a fun story. <laughs> so, so he went, he was poor, he didn't have any education, and so he left his family to go study under another rabbi, right? And he went out for like almost 20 years. And his wife and family were like poor. And one day he comes back and before he enters the house, he hears his wife telling a, a, another friend, lady, yeah, I, I would do the same thing all over again. I don't care, I know that he's doing the right thing. He backed up, went, back to school for another 20 years. But then when he came back, he had over like 20,000 students. He was one of the most influential rabbis at that time. And he really like laid the foundation of a lot of the interpretation of the Jewish literature. Anyway, so that, that's what was happening. You would go to learn under someone until you became a teacher. So you have to understand that Jesus Christ, he learned, right? He learned, right? You can only imagine that Mary had such a fear of God after the angel appeared to her saying, now you better do a good job raising this kid, <laughs> right? 
If he's, gonna, he's my son, he's going to be the savior of the world, you better educate him. So from his early age, he was educated in the Torah, in the word of God. Right? So much so that when he was 12, remember they lost him at the temple? And he was already talking to the doctors of the law. The teachers, the rabbis at the temple at the age 12. Right? So here is, we, we have this rabbi teaching parables. So let's read this one. Uh, Luke 8, verse 4. When a large crowd was coming together, and those from the various cities were journeying to him. You see the picture? He was a teacher. He was a rabbi. And people were coming to listen to him. Man, this teacher is visiting our town. Let's go hear what he has to teach us. Right? He spoke by a parable, by way of a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed. Do you still have your seed? I, I told you, I gave you a, a mustard seed before the service, right? Before we started the word. And I told you that this is going to be a, a good example. The sower went out to sow his seed, and his, as he sowed, some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky soil, and as soon as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. The other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it until it choked it out. Other seed fell into the good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. As he said these things, he would call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples began questioning him as to what this parable meant. And he said, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest, it is in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. But the, the one way to understand this is, it's not that they do not understand what I'm saying to them, but to hear is to obey. When you truly hear, you obey. Right? I'm going to read this again. And he said, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Right? Do you have your seed? How many seeds have you ever heard in your life? Right? So think about the words and the seeds. Those beside the road, verse 12, those beside the road are those who have heard it. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart 
so that they will not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky soil are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no firm root. They believe for a while, and in a time of temptation, fall away. The seed which fell, which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard. And as they go on their way, they are choked with worries and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with perseverance. Does it make sense? I mean, we all know this parable. We've read this so many times, right? But what is it that God is speaking to us? It's like, like we, we talked earlier about our offering, our worship. We want to give him our best. You know, and then we read about, you know, the time. You know, and we know that anybody here has, I have, I love to garden, right? And a lot of times it is a lot of work. You have to prepare the, the soil. You have to find a good seed. And then you have to water. And then you have to pull the weeds out. And you need to water. And you need to watch. And you need to watch. And a lot of times it takes years for you to harvest the fruit. But it doesn't mean that you just do it once and you walk away and guaranteed it's going to work. Does it make sense? But to me, the same thing is with the word. You know, the sower is good. He's a master sower. The seed is his word. Right? The unperishable seed of the word of God. That verse. I forgot to look that one up. You know, but it is unperishable. It's like that. will never die. You know, I was looking at this blog that I wrote a while back, talking about, like, they found seeds that had been buried for 2,000 years, and it produced. Isn't that amazing? That, that, that DNA, that energy is locked in there. All it needs is somebody to take that seed and care for it. And to me, this is how I think about every word. Every word that we have ever heard is a word from God, and it is unperishable. Come not to work for us. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there without water, watering the earth, and making it bare and sprout, and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. So there's no way for the word to fail. Right? The, he is the word. 
Our God is the Word. But it takes something on our part to make that seed blossom, sprout. Amen? So this whole parable, it, it was saying, you know, remember John the Baptist came before the Lord and saying, repent. Repent because you're not walking in the ways that you should be walking in. The parable of the seed here, of the hearers, is you know the word. You all have been raised in the understanding and the teachings of the Torah, of the scriptures, but you're choosing not to hear it. Does it make sense? And I bless Lord, I, I feel such a, a sense of awe right now because I cannot go back and say, oh, there is something wrong with this seed. I'm going back myself and you know, examine yourself before you take communion. We're not going to take communion, but you can take communion when you get home. But you examine yourself. Lord, what, what, what did I do with the, that seed you gave me? I think I put it in my pocket and I lost it. <laughs> what did I do with that seed that you blessed me with 40 years ago or 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago? So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire. So I bless that for us. We are the soil. My question is, how am I receiving the word? What am I doing with the word? Let's go to Hebrews 4, verse 1. Therefore let us fear if, while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not united by faith in those who heard it. Right? You have to take the word, the seed, and you have to add the time. You have to add the water. You had to add the nutrients, right? You have to put time into it and make sure that you, you remove the weeds, the thorns, and scare the birds of the air, the birds of heaven. One translation speaks the birds of heaven, the things in the spirit realm that come to distract you, to rob it from you. So we, we, what we want to do is we want to add our faith to the word. Two more. James 1, 22. But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looked at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. We have to hold on to that seed. Because it's so easy, right? Especially with that little mustard seed. So easy to let go and lose it. 
among all the other things that we have to do during the day. And sometimes the Word of God is like those little things that we hear. Right? The little principles that come among many bigger things. But some that it's so easy to neglect. <laughs> right? So many things that are so easy, simple. You know, it's like, I, I love this story of that man that was a leper, you know, and he came to the prophet to ask for a healing, and the prophet told him, just dip in the, this river, Jordan River. And the guy went, is that the best you could come up with? In my country, there's a way better river than that one. And then the servants later, hey, if he had asked you of something difficult, you would have done it. And sometimes we, we hear so many simple, almost stupid little things in the word. Right? And we think, ah, uh, I am already past that level. I'm more mature. I'm way more spiritual. You know, I don't need to forgive my brother. Right? I don't need to, to and you name it. And those are the, the little things that we, we, you know, like the little foxes, they spoil the vine. You know, it's the little things that come and suck the life of the vine that it, it looks green enough, but it doesn't come to the point of producing fruit. Right? The little, that's what the, the, the picture in the, the Old Testament is that. You know, the little foxes, you don't even see them. They don't come and destroy the vine that you overnight you see like the deer do here, right? You know, they go and destroy everything. No, the little foxes, they just go and just crunch a little bit in the, 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 close to the root. And it takes a while for that to show because it stays green for a while. But you're not paying attention. And the, when the time for the fruitfulness comes, there's no life left. So to me, this is the carefulness of the, this word. This parable is not about the, the, the sower. It's about the disciples. It's about the students, those that were hearing the message. So you got the word. You got the seed. Matthew 13, 31 and 32, he says, he presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. We got one. Which a man took and sowed in his field. And this is smaller than all other seeds. But when it's full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. 
See? Sometimes you go like, man, so hot. Right? I wish I had a little tree to sit under. And maybe that was a seed that you got 20 years ago. That you could have planted. And today you could just sit and enjoy the fruit of that. Does it make sense? Sometimes we're praying, Lord, I want this. I want blessings. I want this. And then it's like, hey, go check your garden toolbox. What did you do with the seeds? Instead of just asking for blessings, he's giving you a word. And he's giving you seeds to plant. And I bless that. I, I think that there is no way not to have a, a sense of repentance. Because this is what I, I feel like I am going through. You know, we were working with this word about drinking the cup. And the Lord Jesus Christ came to a point where he knew what he had to do. But he also asked the Father, can, this, can you pass this cup from me? Do I really have to do this? Do I really have to put this time into this? <laughs> and isn't that amazing how I am the worst, like Paul said, the sinners the greatest, right? How it's so easy to get distracted and, and, and lose track of the seeds. So we bless that for us. We bless this word. You know, we bless this study that I, I'm looking to get into more and more with the parables. Because the, the, the whole motivation behind the parable is not that we do not understand, but there is more than just a shallow understanding in everything about the Word of God. But we have to be willing to dig deeper and find the treasures, find the secrets, find the, the, the answers that are containing each one of those seeds and how we can take that potential from a seed and only a potential to the answers that we need, to the changes that we need in our surroundings, in everything. I bless that. It's not wrong to be repenting before the Lord. Actually, he's looking for broken and contrite hearts that come broken and say, hey, Lord, I'm sorry. I have not been faithful to do everything that I could be doing. But I need your help. I want to take the word and, and have the word be alive to me in every aspect. Amen? May God bless us with this word. Love you all. We bless us. Amen. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.